0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. My name is Greg, and it is a beautiful, sunny afternoon where I'm recording with my bare feet on the grass in the backyard. I'm also wearing a hoodie, a toque, uh, or a beanie, as some would call it, uh, a puffy vest, and I've got a blanket pretty nearby because it's so nice to be outside. Why would I be inside? All right, I am pretty excited. Uh, new topic today, uh, human health, because it depends on environmental health. I guess I could start in a number of ways, but the one thing I've been doing lately is looking into eco-psychology. I got off on a tangent talking to a friend one day and discovered a whole bunch of really cool websites and then reconnected with a person from high school and who is an eco-psychologist and realized, hey, there's a ton of really cool things here. The way I got into it was just Googling programs and then finding a whole bunch of definitions, et cetera, et cetera. But there was a great quote off of one of the sites I was looking at, which I'll link to in the show notes. And it was along the lines of, you cannot be a healthy person on a sick planet. And I thought, wow, that is perfect. That is something that should be talked about more. You know, we have a lot of progress and a lot of technologies happened over the past 100 years, 50 years, 10 years, 1,000 years, 1 year. However, there's also been a lot of destruction of the environment and disruption of the natural cycles. So I thought I would just talk about a few of the things today to hopefully get some different ways of thinking in and that can ultimately lead to better ways of being on the planet. Um, the first thing I'll, I'll go into is air. You know, we often take for granted that there's air out here, that there's air to breathe. And even that the way that nature works and flows with all the different cycles, you know, trees basically breathe in CO2 and exhale O2. They breathe in carbon dioxide and exhale oxygen. We breathe in oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide. We're symbiotic. It's pretty freaking cool that that is a system where you know plants evolved and animals evolved with them. So the waste product from me breathing out right now is the input needed for plants to grow, and vice versa. It's super cool, and it also reminds us that there are so many more interconnections that we in the Western world often take for granted. Um, You know, I'm sitting out here some of the qualities of air, air is clear. So I can see the ferns slowly changing color. I can see the leaves falling off the maple tree. You know, if air was a different color or black, I mean, it's clear, but if it was black, I wouldn't be able to see that. I wouldn't be able to have texture. Air is a medium through which sound travels. So, you know, if there wasn't air or if it was had different qualities, I wouldn't be able to hear the birds chirping over on the side. Uh, the spectrums of light are available to us because of the qualities of air. So just a few of the things that got me to, to start thinking about my interactions with the universe differently. Um, it's also a great way to work on a gratitude list of being grateful that I have clear air to see through so I can see the beautiful sunset, so I can hear the birds, um, Yeah. So so that's one way that our health event depends on the health of the environment, because, you know, if we have poor quality air, uh, perhaps say we're riding our bicycle behind a diesel truck, you're very aware of it. You know, Uh, a lot of the places if we we learn about the history of the Industrial Revolution in England and in some cases in parts of Canada and America. And you know the kind of idea back from the time of Charles Dickens of the skies are dark and sooty, and there's a little chimney sweep going to sweep your chimney. Um, You know it. That type of air quality is not great for anything. And as technology and science and humanity have evolved, we have realized how important it is to have fresh air and clean air. If you happen to be listening from the Actually, I was going to say the west coast of North America, but pretty much anywhere in North America had some impact from the massive wildfires we had this summer. Whether it was you know the smoky air, the trouble people had breathing, uh, the dangerously unhealthy levels on the air quality index, you know those are all things that affect us. That those things, particles can get into our lungs, can cause irritation, uh, can cause asthma, can trigger asthma. Just a lot of a lot of things happen. So. You know, the health of humans, because we need to inhale oxygen to live, depends on the health of the air. The first big one. The second big one, the health of the soil. Turns out that soil health is really, really important in terms of the foods we eat, in terms of biogeochemical cycles, uh, and also it can be in terms of water cycles. But I guess the the biggest one is, you know, soil is where our food is grown, whether we're eating fruits, whether we're eating vegetables, whether we're eating a cow, in some way, (laughs) the nutrients come from the soil, whether that's, hey, you're getting phosphorus and magnesium and calcium growing up or being taken up by the roots of a broccoli plant, or whether that's Lettuce or corn or silage that's then being fed to a cow that we're then consuming. If you happen to eat meat, uh, n- the nutrients that are available depend on what's in the soil. And what's crazy is the amount of nutrients that have been depleted from soils um, in North America, and more so in America. But you, you learn about the history of the Dust Bowl and the Great Depression, and you know when people first moved across the continent as they were settling at these great big open fields of tall grass and short grass that were buffalo habitat or bison habitat that then were put under the plow and had great yields but okay then they're starting to dwindle and you know the the revolution of agriculture has brought monocultures and gigantic farms and glyphosate and all kinds of other fantastic additions but it's also meant But those soils have been depleted, you know, planting the same crop year after year after year in the same place, like some nutrients get depleted very quickly. So you need to have more fertilizers. Uh, What's interesting is you can pull up a Google Earth view of... North America. And if you follow it down to the Gulf of Mexico, where the Mississippi goes out, you can see the gigantic dead zone. That's a result of fertilizer runoff that gets into the river that then concentrates in the river and pours out. So, you know, the addition of all these extra fertilizers that we're using to try and maintain soil health and crop, or more likely crop yields than soil health, uh, ultimately (laughs) becomes pollution in the rivers and oceans and then you need more and more and more to get marginal gains. It also turns out that because we've been depleting the soils for so long that you may not be able to get all of the minerals and vitamins that you need nutrients in food because those are not available in the soil. Speaking only from personal experience, I thought I had a pretty balanced diet with a lot of fruits and vegetables, but I am deficient in, was deficient in several key nutrients uh, that are not as common in soils as thought before. So again, that's super important. Soil health is also important because we are growing, you know, there's plants, there's all the trees. If you think of the forest, the, the health of the soil in the forest is Allowing trees to grow uh, when trees die and fall down in the forest. They slowly decay. They can become nurse logs and That supports a wide variety of life within the forest and eventually as they decay more life grows from it now We have a forest fire that wipes out the forest Soils don't be beca- soils are less stable. They can get washed away Also when the soil when the forests are growing in the soil, they're also As we said, they breathe in CO2, they exhale O2. So the plant respiration is having carbon sequestration efforts to reduce the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere, which turns out that plays a role in global warming. So hopefully I'm getting across that we're really starting to see the interconnections of if we we don't have healthy soils, we're not getting an adequate diet. Nothing is getting an adequate diet. And we also are creating this big problem with fertilizer. And where do we keep getting more fertilizers? Uh, yeah, I could go on for a lot about that. There are some great other podcasts. Uh, Dr. Zeb, Zach Bush, has been uh, MD, has been on a few. Uh, Dr. Mark Hyman of the Doctor's Pharmacy. FARMACY does a lot of stuff about this as well. Um, there's some other great documentaries I'm blanking on right now, but I will link them in the show notes. Okay, so we've got soil health. We've got air health. Uh, a little bit more about trees. Um, trees also play a role in the water cycle. So, you know, the trees are drawing water up from the depths, from the aquifers, uh, from rivers, groundwater, and then it gets transpired into the air. That can then affect the local climate because those uh, the water molecules that are leaving can condense, form clouds, Those clouds eventually coalesce and fall back. The water falls back to the surface of the earth as rain that collects eventually into rivers, go to the ocean, and then get evaporated up again. Great diagrams of the water cycle. However, if there aren't as many trees, perhaps from a fire, then there's less trees, there's less water being evaporated, there can be changes to the weather. There can be changes to the climate. Uh, I can remember learning about this back in geography classes in, don't know if it was high school, but definitely in the first years of college, university, where, you know, the, California has big fires, and then it can rain in the winter, and then hillsides will wash away because there's nothing holding those soils together anymore. And that cycle can repeat and repeat. So... Trees are really important. The the health of the forest or the health of the individual trees uh, are important in maintaining the soil stability, but also have effects on climate. Uh, And even if you're in urban areas, trees play a role uh, in urban climate. What's often seen in the bigger cities is the urban heat island effect, where there's so much concrete and human-made materials that absorb heat and release it much more slowly than the natural surfaces of the earth do. The daytime and nighttime temperatures tend to be warmer than areas that are covered with natural vegetation. Trees can help to alleviate that a little bit because they are modifying the effects of that excessive heating and um, absorbing the water, sorry, absorbing the heat for that much longer. Anyway, just another way hey, the health of the trees has an impact on human health. Uh, Last one is bees um you know bees are it's really cool to see that it's becoming more more well known that there's issues with bees and pollinators here uh, especially in north america i don't know about the rest of the world i would surmise to say that probably that's the case um but yeah so bees are important uh why because they pollinate things they fly from plant to plant Or flower to flower and uh, can help transfer genes of the plants, but also make sure that the plants flower and produce fruit, produce what they're going to so that we actually have crops. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, some of the fertilizers and chemicals that are used to spray crops to keep them free from other insects, uh, insecticides, for example, Those can kill the bees, which kind of sucks because if the bees die, then nothing pollinates stuff, then we don't get as big yields of crops, then we're potentially facing famine and starvation in the future. Hopefully, you know, we can start changing the ways that we do some things because bees are really, really important. And through it all, we really become aware of the interconnections, you know, even for for plants or trees to grow, we need to have a functional, like healthy water cycle. Healthy water that's not polluted, or safe water that's not polluted. We need to have clear air so that the sunlight can get here. Uh, no, no part of nature exists on its own. Everything does have interconnections and interrelationships, and they're very simple and very complex relationships between uh, living and non-living factors, biotic and abiotic. So last one I'll share a little bit about is sunshine. You know, like I mentioned at the start, I am sitting outside with my feet on the grass in the sunshine. The sun is providing an energy source for plants to grow. Or if it was the summer, it would be. It's currently November, so not so much, but still enough. My little stevia cutting is doing fantastic over there. Uh, But sunshine also, when it hits our skin... Synthesizes vitamin D, and vitamin D has, turns out, a really important role in our own immune system health. But, you know, northern hemisphere, blah, 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 we don't get that much in the fall and winter, so it's actually pretty important that we supplement to uh, maintain our health. But that sun helps the plants grow. The sun is also warming the air and warming the land masses. So, you know, I'm able to sit here fairly comfortably in the sunshine, but I know if I move 20 feet over into the shade, it gets noticeably cooler. And I'm sure everyone has experienced all of this. So, you know, having having a healthy environment is really important to our human health because we have evolved with a lot of these different things. We have been outdoors for the majority of the human experience and it's only recently that there's been such a big focus on being indoors isolating ourselves from the climate etc etc but we still depend on it you know we may be able to live inside for 24 hours 48 hours not go outside at all however we still need to eat food and most of the food or food like products that we eat come from actual things grown in the ground at some point so I hope this is illustrated a bit, a few of the ways in which our health depends on the health of the environment, and I hope it's also provides a way for people to appreciate more of the small things that we often take for granted. You know, for my morning routine, uh, I like my coffee. I get up and I have a coffee. If I'm working, it's always dark, but... It's really important to me to go outside and drink my cup of coffee outside, because just having that fresh air that's different from the indoor air, uh, having that feeling of cold on my skin is great. Um, The second one, you know, I was out hiking on Friday, hiked a beautiful mountain with my cousin, and we got some water from one of the millions of waterfalls that was coming down that mountain because it had been quite wet lately. Um, but, you know, there's water cycle. There's fresh water that I can drink. Um, even going back to the cycles, you know, the cycle of life is a part of every breath that I take in. I'm, it's pretty cool. I'm inhaling the waste product of a tree and the tree's inhaling the waste product of me. Like, that's such a cool design. Um, you know, even even more of the small things. I know I am someone who likes to play in the dirt and it's really interesting how there's such a focus on cleanliness and not being dirty and everything nowadays, but getting outside is really important in our health and soil especially, or the dirt that stuff is growing in is really, really important for keeping nutrient cycles going, for providing the base material in which plants grow. So, you know, the, all these things are pretty important to us as a species and our health is so dependent on the health of the environment that we need to be looking more into the ways that we can provide a healthy environment or help to heal the environment because in healing the environment, we also will heal ourselves. <laughs> Hello again, friends. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate being here with me, and I have a lot of fun putting these together and recording in the sunshine in this instance today. As always, if this resonated with you, if you learned something new, uh, if you know someone who might benefit, please feel free to share the episode and the information with them. That is how we can spread the word on these cool, fantastic benefits of nature and also the interrelationships that are abundant and ubiquitous but that are not always recognized and or appreciated. The last thing is just a suggestion and or an invitation to go for a walk today and on that walk just be aware that the air is clear. Uh, This is something I did a couple days ago when I first learned of it but it really changed my perspective and was a way to connect with a lot more gratitude to my eyes, uh, but also for the environment and the fact that air is clear, you know, with clear air, I am able to see so many beautiful sights and faces and objects. It was, it was really good for me just to, to say, Hey, wow, I have so much gratitude now that the air is clear because I couldn't appreciate a sunset or a sunrise, or my niece's face, if the air was black, I don't even know how I would know what they are. Just crazy how your perspective can change. Anyways, that is all for today, friends. Thank you again. Have a great day wherever you are, and we will be in touch when the next episode comes out.